Hello, this is Aiden Taco Jones, and you are listening, I think, to Sitting Under a Tree. I'm just going back to what the podcast was called before. I don't care. I've got way too much more things, many times things, to think about. It has been a hard week, you guys. I was very excited for the Fringe to start, and I think I... uh, Maybe like last year, I should probably go back and listen to the podcast from last year. I think I let a little bit of hubris creep into my operations and uh, the shows haven't been as packed as I would like them to be. Saturdays were good, but other than that, they've all been... I've got the numbers here. Here we go. In two rooms. So in the first room, which is my old show, I've had uh, 20, 13, 41, 10, 18. And... In uh, the 35-seat room for my new show, I've had 4, 4, 28, 20, 12. That's not even that bad, to be honest, actually, now that I look at the number. But the, but the money has not been good. The new show is making uh, 18, 20, 34. Oh, no, sorry, 18, 20, and then, like, that's, like, 70 with the, with the card. 23, 66, and today about 30. That's the new show. The old show is making 51, 22, 130, 30, and 40. I don't know why I just read those figures out, but it is not good enough. And I'm dumb, and I wish I had my last year's figures here so I could see what I was making by this point last year. I reckon all of those, I reckon I've made about $400, 400 pounds so far. Today's day six. I've got one show left on day six. I've also done like 39 spots, man. But I'm not drinking, so I'm feeling better. But I'm I'm really worried about the numbers of people coming into the show, the amount of money that people are giving, and everything. You know? I think I put more pressure on myself this year. Maybe the numbers aren't... Maybe the, the actual money isn't even that bad. I wish I had my last year's shit so I could look. But maybe it's not, but I'm just putting way more pressure on myself because I've given myself so much to do. I've put myself in debt for the last month, um, moving around doing shows, and I, didn't, I don't know. I think I've just spent fucking way more money than I should have. It's not drinking is now becoming less of a lifestyle choice and more of a financial imperative, <laughs> to be honest. Because that's the only thing that's kind of keeping me... Like a little bit hopeful that I'm not going to have to get... I'm so scared that I'm going to have to get a job when I get back to Melbourne. And that is the last thing that I want in the fucking world. I don't know if I could even... I I could totally get a job. I could totally get a job at a cafe. But to stick it out for a long period of time, I think I would go insane. I almost did a year and a half ago. The last time I had a job for like even fucking five weeks... By the end of it, I was ready to kill someone. <sighs> so, I've been really freaking out about money. That's the main thing. And I've uh, been meaning to get guests in to do this podcast. But instead of doing that, I've had to divert more attention to promoting the shows. Oh, man, the flyers for these fucking shows that I've had. <laughs> God damn it. Um, the... F- <laughs> The first one, so my first show was on Thursday, and uh, I got this uh, lovely girl, a really nice girl, 
to fly for the show. And on Thursday, there were, what was the numbers on Thursday? Uh, 20 in, right? Which was good. And then on Friday, she didn't show up. And I was furious. I was just like, what the fuck's going on? Where's this girl? And uh, turns out she had had a seizure. I found out after the thing. She messaged me. And then she came to the show and told me that she'd had a seizure. And uh, I mean, that's so fine. Of course, that's fine. <laughs> you are allowed to have seizures. I mean, that's awful that she had a seizure. And, and um, she was just so lovely. Like in the cafe before when I was explaining the show to her, she was taking notes and she was so excited to be doing it. Um, and it seemed like she was really kind of on board with the show and, and the style of comedy that I was saying I was trying to do and explaining to her. I don't know. She just seemed so fucking lovely. And then she had this seizure. And uh, so there were, there were 13 people in that show on Friday. And it was a Friday night, you know. It kind of freaked me out. And... Uh, she came back and she did the flyering again on Saturday, but she said the, st- the seizures were like stress related. So she was saying, you know, maybe I should. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. I'll, I'll find another flyer. And I had someone else actually starting uh, on the Monday. So I was like, that's okay. I don't need to have you on for those days. Um, and uh, she's gone back to Glasgow now to get better. And I mean, good for her. That's great. That was just one thing. That was just like, all right, that's a weird kind of... Um, it's a weird thing to happen, but I can't blame anyone for that. It's just like these things happen. People have seizures. It is documented in the world, you know, and you can't plan for that. But when it happens, it's just like, all right. But my early show, which I expected not to have to work that hard on. I don't know. Why do I expect to not have to work hard on things? Why do I come into a fucking thing like the, the biggest arts festival in the world and go, yeah, I'll probably fucking just show up and there'll be people there, eh? Like, fuck me, I'm such an arrogant cunt. I, uh, I'm, I, the numbers were low first two days and I was expecting to be able to fly, but I realised that I just don't necessarily have it in me to be flying every day. So, I, uh, I heard a flyer for that off a recommendation from, to be honest, a comic that I don't really trust that much or regard that highly. But she seems to be, you know, one of these people that I don't love their comedy, but they're hustling, working hard, making a living. So I was like, all right, she must know what she's talking about. And I get this fucking guy. <laughs> this fucking guy, man. Some Scottish dude. I meet him. He's like a big, dumpy kind of man. And um, I go get a coffee with him and, and I, I, buy him a, well, I buy him a tea and I buy myself a coffee. And we're sitting there and he's just not fucking asking me any questions or really engaging very much with me um he just seems like a bit of an idiot you know but i'm like oh he said to me actually as we crossed the road uh he goes yeah i fly up with my wife i bet and she's got big tats (laughs) and i was just like all right dude sick good you know that's great and he goes uh don't you be telling her that i said that and i'm like I reckon she knows. I reckon she knows, actually. That should have been... That's a fucking warning bell straight up, isn't it? I should have right then and there been like, ah, well, we'll see, man. I might have someone else planned. That's the move when you say you're going to employ someone and then you go, oh, my friend just came to town. 
If you're ever flyering for someone, if anyone listening has like been flyering or whatever, if someone tells you their friend just came to town and they can do it, their friend didn't come to town, you suck at flyering. <laughs> That's what I've said to this fucking dude. Oh, mate. Yeah, my friend just showed up, so I fucking... Fuck off, eh? <laughs> Maybe get the fuck out of here, you fucking creep. I let him do two days at 15, and then after the second, at 15, so it's like a going rate, it's like 10 pounds an hour, five extra, 15 pounds an hour if um, if the room was full, and I had him for an hour and a half for two days, and then Blake and I were sitting in Bristow Square having a cigarette, and he came up to us flying for someone else, and he goes, oh, you boys smoking, and then he, he goes, oh, I'm, I'm selling backy, I'm selling tobacco for 15 pounds a bag, like a pouch. And he walked off, and Blake was like, who's that? And I was just like, oh, that was my flyer. <laughs> and I'd asked Blake whether I should fire him before that, and he was like, no, nah, maybe keep him on. And then I, uh, I said that, and Blake was just like, yeah, you need to fire that guy. 100% you fire that guy. So I, I fucking messaged him that night. I was just like, yeah, nah. So I've got my third dude. I've got my fourth flyer now. I've got a, a lady started yesterday. She seems lovely. I've had her recommended from a friend who's had her for a couple years. I'm going to just eat the cost, man. I'm just going to eat the cost. I'm going to keep her on for a few days. For I'm going to keep her on until Sunday. Let's make that pact. I'm going to keep both of these flyers on until Sunday. Stick at it. See if I can put a good run together. And if both of these shows can start making, let's say, let's say if I can average 80 quid for both shows for the rest of the run, all evened out, if I can get, no, if I can get both actually, all right, let's average 80 quid for the rest of the run. That's 20 shows each at 80. That's 16. That's 3,200. For the rest of the run, I'd put me on 3-6. I don't know why I'm doing maths for you guys, but that's what it'd be. And I'd probably come away from the fringe with something like £2,500 in the bank. And that would be enough to... Oh, oh no! Pay off my £1,000 <laughs> worth of debt? <laughs> Fuck! Oh, I'm so fucked. <laughs> Well, well, well. It seems old Tugman's got himself in a bit of financial strife. Maybe I'm going to have to get a job when I get back to Melbourne. Fuck. <laughs> Look forward to some bleak, depressed fucking podcasts then. My word. Oh, whatever, man. I, I can't stop thinking about it. That's the thing, man. Money is just so oppressive. I can't focus on other shit because I keep thinking about money, you know? I keep thinking about my shows. Maybe if I just started making money, even the fact that I, you know, I'm losing money overall, if I just had money in my wallet, that would make me feel better. <laughs> Maybe I'll just kill myself. <laughs> just start thinking of real radical solutions. Maybe. Maybe I'll work my way into a paid position in some sort of right-wing political party. 
<laughs> What's some weird get rid? Maybe I'll start flying for other people's shows. <laughs> Make money flying for. Maybe I will do spots and and get other people give get get other people to give me their flyers, and then I'll fly off of their shows after my spots and charge for that. I'll go on stage and spend 10 minutes of my spot (laughs) flyering someone else's show. There's a show in in, uh, Edinburgh called Spank and they do a naked spot every night so you've got to strip naked on stage and then you get 60 seconds to promote someone else's show. Maybe someone would pay me 20 pounds to do that and promote their show. (laughs) That'd be good. I'm offering my services. Anyone listening? I'm not doing that for 20 pounds. I'll do it for 50. I'll do it for 50. I'll get naked at Spank and promote your show for 50 pounds. And I'll promote the fuck out of it. I'll say I've seen it. I'll say... (laughs) I'll say I've seen it and it made my dick hard. And then I'll get everyone to look at my dick right now and say, see how soft it is? Because I'm scared on stage. It was hard when I saw this show for the whole time. Not because I was aroused, but because the comedy was so good. Or if it's theatre, maybe it was theatre. I won't say my dick's hard. I promise to not say that my dick was hard when I do the naked promo spot on Spank for your show. It's tough, man. It's hard out here on these streets. You know, people say streets now. It's like a rap thing. I think it's from down south, maybe. People say streets instead of streets. I don't understand it. I think um, the hardest thing in the fact that it's like everyone's... Apparently, everyone's doing bad, you know? Apparently, everyone's having tough shows, but... Everyone's not having tough shows. Everyone's having tough shows every year. Everyone always says that. But people are still selling out. There's people that are having good shows. It's just easier to listen to the people that are having bad shows and go, yeah, we're all having bad shows. Maybe I shouldn't work harder. But everyone fucking tells each other that to just make each other feel better. But you shouldn't feel better. You should feel bad. You've got a bad show. It's okay. It's not a bad show, but you, ha- you know what I mean? Like you're having a bad time. You shouldn't feel good about that. You shouldn't be like able to feel better. And you shouldn't walk around feeling shitty, but you should feel it when you're supposed to feel it, you know? Otherwise, you're not going to make yourself work harder. I think I have put more pressure on myself this year. And I'm hoping that these shows pick up. (sighs) What good thing? Let's focus on some good things. That's a good exercise. What good things have happened? My friend Kyle Legacy didn't die. That's a good thing. I did a show called the... uh, It's called Comedy Boxing. And it's... uh, The format of the show is two comedians go on and do comedy. And there's like a comedy round. There's like a riffing round where you just talk shit. And there's a a heckle round. And then at the end, the audience each at the end of each round votes for their favourite. And at the end, someone wins, obviously, because there's two and there's three rounds. And the person who wins puts on boxing gloves and the person who loses puts on a, a head protector or helmet. It's not a helmet. It's one of those, it's like a cushiony boy that goes around your head, you know, and protects it, if you can imagine. And uh, you square up and then the person with the gloves gets five shots to hit the other person 
in the face, punch him in the head. And uh, I did it with Kyle two nights in a row. And the first night I beat him. And so I got to punch him in the face. And I did so. I obliged willingly. And the second night I, uh, I won. But I didn't want to punch him in the face because I d- it didn't feel good the first night. So I decided to give my punch to a man in the crowd who voted for me and who was the reason that I won. So I gave him the gloves and I squared up. Oh, sorry, he squared up with Kyle, and he was a big dude. I reckon he would have weighed 100 kilos, to be honest. He was a big guy from Manchester, and he was there with his mates, and I guess he'd never been on stage before. So he was, like, all excited and and full of adrenaline and shit and and ready to do this, and they touched gloves, but Kyle wasn't wearing any gloves because he didn't get to hit. And um, you could see the guy kind of, like, amping himself up, and then he took... Like a haymaker. Sorry, there's an ambulance going by. Wow. Wow. Fuck, that is annoying. Oh, my God. How slow is it going? Oh, my God. It's literally crawling by my fucking window. God, that was going slow. Sorry about that. I, uh... (laughs) I saw this dude took a fucking wind-up of a swing and a haymaker, like, like all the way around, not like a little jab or if I, I'm talking like, if that had connected, Kyle's head would have gone against the wall of the fucking room. It was terrifying, and we got a video of it, and uh, <laughs> my friend Reuven, who is, uh, is, I guess like the the marketing director of the crew that Kyle does their shit with. He's also a comic, but he, he like looks after those guys and he messaged me and was like, please don't let anyone punch Kyle in the head again. And I was like, yeah, man, totally. And he was like, we don't have insurance to cover that. And I don't need to explain to Kyle's mum and grandma that, <laughs> that he's a fucking vegetable now because we let some fucking Manchunian dude punch him in the head at the end of a comedy show. That was pretty scary. So that was nice, but it's a fun video that we got. I've been showing that to people. Also nice, I've picked up another show at 1am every night in uh, the City Cafe. It's a late night show. I think I'm going to call it Late Night Comedy Fight because that's what it's going to feel like, man. It's at 1am. It's in the the room that I was in last year, but it's at 1am. And I think I remember last year. <laughs> oh, how the mighty have fallen. I think I remember last year laughing about who the fuck would go to those shows at 1am. And now it's going to be me. I'm going to do a show there every night. I want to be very tired. I'm probably going to drop out of some spots. And, uh, yeah. Last night of the festival, I don't know if we're going to do that show, to be honest. Oh, maybe we will. I'll go there and try and do it. Just rock up and be like, what is this? Me and Luca are going to, um, we've been doing the, the fucking late shows over at Counting House and and uh, we've decided on the last night of festival we're going to take MDMA and fucking do go, Judge the Gong Show together. And uh, I just realised right now that if we have that 1am show... Judging the gong show, that's at 11.30. And then to do the 1am show, fuck, that'd be a nightmare. 
Maybe we... Oh, I don't know. I fuck, Who cares? I'm so beat down, man. I'm fucking beat. I went and saw Alfie Brown last night. Fuck, that dude is amazing. That inspired the shit out of me, man. He was on stage at the start of the show. I really love this. He was on stage at the start of the show and he had music playing and he was talking to everyone about the music. It was like classical music, you know? And he was talking to everyone about what the music was and the music was playing and he was just chatting to the audience as they came in. <clears throat> and then... Um, Oh my god. And this dude came and fucking sat next to me, this tall guy, and uh like introduced himself to me and I'll t- I'll talk about what Alfie did that was great. Alfie was uh talking to everyone and then a song ended and he just pointed at the tech and went like cut it, cut it now, cut it. And they cut the at the end of the song so there was no more music and then everyone just spontaneously applauded in the room. <clears throat> and it was in Monkey Barrel, so I guess it's like a 100-seat room, and it was full. Everyone clapped, and then Alfie just went, oh, I, thank you for that. I didn't ask for it, and I don't need it, but thank you. I guess you think it's going to get better now that you've done that as a way to like start the show. We're gonna, But, I mean, I'm just it's the same thing. I'm still the same person. You're still the same people. He just... <laughs> The way that he calls these situations in the room, the way that he talked about the audience congealing into one thing and then at the end of the show splitting up and being separate people again. And the whole show was about crowds and about groupthink and uh, the way that being in a group of people makes us think a certain way and how that may not necessarily be good. It was an incredible show and it was so funny. He talked about football and the groupthink associated with football he talked about his relationship and uh, and the way that they're a unit now as opposed to being two separate people and they want other things but they want each other more than they want other things. I remember that line so well. That was an amazing line. He talked about politics a little bit and, and uh, the way that all politicians from all sides of the political spectrum use groupthink to to make people think certain things or to, you know, whatever. Fuck, it was an incredible show. This fucking dude sitting next to me, the whole time, he was, I could tell from the start, man, he was just very, let's use the word flamboyant. He was flamboyant, right? And boisterous. Buoyant, boisterous, and a flam. Yeah. I just didn't like him. As soon as he sat down, he was just like, oh, nice to meet you. And I'm like, all right, dude. And he was making a point of like making it known that he knew Alfie, you know? Like, I fucking know Alfie. I just came and sat down. I said hi to him on the way in. Hey, man, looking forward to the show because he was standing there. And then I sat down and I took my seat. This guy, oh, Alfie, oh, I don't know where I'm going to sit. Oh, hello. Lovely to see you. Oh, maybe I'll sit next to you. What's your name? Sits next to me, fucking shakes my hand. I'm like, all right, you better not fucking talk during the show, cunt. I didn't say that. I just said, hey, man, nice to meet you. Really nice to meet you because I'm a coward. And uh, <clears throat> one point, Alfie goes, as a part of the show, right? It's jo- the show has started. He's doing material at this point. And uh, he said that his mum said something. And everyone laughs in the crowd of 100 people. And this guy goes, oh, Alfie, your mum did not say that. Oh, I met your mum. She did not say that. I met her. No way. 
And it's just like, cunt, shut your fucking mouth, man. This is not about you. Alfie isn't going to about to fucking make this show about you. This is about the show. This is about everyone in the fucking room. Shut your fucking yap. And it's so smart that Alfie didn't go into it because he was looking for stuff in the room to talk about, but he didn't go into that one. He went into other people that were doing things and made jokes about that, and he didn't go in on that one because that guy was a fucking nightmare waiting to happen, cunt, looking for attention. Oh, I hate that so much. Oh, I've met your mum. Have you? Have you? Sick, man. I guess you should get up on stage and tell the fucking jokes then because your name's on the ticket now, you fucking piece of shit. God, that made me so... Ugh. And I love Alfie because he didn't go into it. He didn't deal with it. He just, he just let the guy embarrass himself in front of 100 people and didn't talk about it because he knew everyone was looking at that guy going, shut your mouth, don't talk again. Oh, that was a great show. Catherine Bohart, great show. I'm looking forward to seeing something tomorrow. Um, I don't know who we're going to see. We're going to see some stuff. Oh, I saw my boy Blakey Freeman on Spank. Um, that was, fuck, that was so dope. Met the Big Les show, guys. Uh, Blake's manager is managing the Big Les show, dudes, and they're over here doing some tour. And, man, that guy, Jared, is the sweetest, sweetest man. Um, that guy, I don't know if you guys have seen the Big Les show. It's like a cartoon on YouTube, and I haven't really watched it, to be honest. I've watched a few little clips that people have shown me. Um, but to talk to this guy, they're like dudes from the country, and uh, the guy who makes it clearly is a kind of dude who just smokes weed, sits in his room and draws all day, you know, and he's made this show, and like, I don't know where he's learnt this stuff that he knows about narrative and storytelling, because he said to me, I had like a a lovely chat to him, because they were at Spank to watch Blake, and then I introduced myself, and and, uh, he was talking about like the way that he develops characters is, uh, he said, you know that feeling you get when you meet different people and by the way he said this not in a way that he was trying to teach me something in a wide-eyed like you probably already like so so humble such humility like he was so excited to be in edinburgh couldn't believe he was there and then he was talking to he was excited to be talking to me and i'm like who the fuck am i and you're selling out shows all around the uk you know and uh but anyway he was talking about characterization and he said you know when you meet someone and then you go to the next town and you meet that per- and you realize you're meeting the same person over and over again he goes i reckon there's only like 80 people in the world you know and they're just all di- it's the same person in every town and you just meet them over and over again i don't even know if that's what his voice sounds like to be honest he's just very australian he comes from the country and I think I'm making up that I remember. I don't remember what his voice sounds like. I think I'm just making it up because I have an idea of what he sounded like. But um, yeah, he said that person, when you notice that you're meeting the same person again, that's a person that he makes a character out of. And he uses things that they've said. And he's just like, that's how people relate to characters because you know if, if you've met that person in every town, well, then there's probably that person in everyone's life. I wonder where that comes from. I wonder why we feel like we meet the same person over and over again. Is that external? Is that because the way that we're raised, we... Like, I wonder if you were raised in China and spoke Chinese and didn't speak any English. I'll just use that example because that's as far away from our culture that I can think of. I wonder if the, the archetypes would be the same or if they'd be different archetypes because culturally they have a different cultural mythology and and, you know, 
all other smart things that I want to say but don't know how to say. You know, like, just because of the fact that, all right, like, Shakespeare is a huge thing in our culture and, and the theme of love and monogamous love is so huge and so we have the trope of the lonely spinster with a bunch of cats and we have the trope of, like, uh, the the bachelor into his 30s who's like a player and then it becomes sad and then we have the trope of uh happy couple who met early on and stayed together their whole lives but resent each other or whatever all these tropes are you know or the one that he that the that jared used was like the guy on the building site who cracks the jokes all the time and the douchey foreman and whatever i mean those jobs don't even exist in china what do they make in china that has a foreman fucking huts <laughs> <laughs> they're definitely making better shit than huts in china they totally have foremen in china <laughs> they're making huge fucking buildings <laughs> there we go i tried to not seem racist and then right at the end there on the buzzer bit of racism <laughs> yeah well, that felt nice anyway, didn't it? Lovely to meet those dudes. Lovely to uh, do. I think I'm on 38 gigs since Thursday. That's four and a half days. No, five and a half days. 38 gigs. Um, looking forward to my show tonight. Today as well is the last day of two for one shows at all the paid venues. So hopefully tomorrow and with tomorrow being Wednesday... The uh, free shows will start picking up. Thursday again. Friday, good. Saturday, great. Sunday, we'll fucking check back in then and see where we're at. I've been meditating every day. I haven't been running, but I have been meditating. That feels good. Anything else I want to report? I think that's it, man. I just made it to 30 minutes right now. So I'm going to wrap it up. I've got the perfect song to play at the end here. And this week I'm going to try and record some interviews with some mates. I've got some great ideas for interviews of people that I want to talk to and uh, cue those up in the coming weeks. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you've come to my shows, thank you. If you've not and you're planning to, thank you as well. If you're in Edinburgh, come and see my shows. 2 p.m. at the Counting House, 9 p.m. at Cabaret Voltaire. And if you really fucking fancy it, 1 a.m. at City Cafe now. And go and see, uh, go and see fucking Three's Comedy. Go see Luca Muller. Go and see Far From Home with Blake Freeman and Dan Rath. Go and see a bunch of shows. Go and see Alfie Brown. Go and see comedy, man. And if you're having a tough time at the Edinburgh Fringe, stay positive, everyone. Keep your heads up. This has been Aiden Taco Jones, sitting under a tree. And when the blues unfold it gets cold Solids burn holes You're going mad Perhaps you always were But when things was good you just didn't care This is called irony When you most need to get up you got no energy Time and time shit'll happen The dark shit's unwrapping But no one's listening Your mates are laughing Your brethren's fucking And then you start hating Your stomach starts churning And your mind starts turning To smoke another draw It won't matter no more 
but the next day still feel sore. Rain taps on your window, always did though, but you didn't hear it when things were so-so. You're on your own now, your little zone. You were born alone and believe me, you'll die alone. Weed becomes a chore, you want the buzz back, so you follow the others on to smack. Positivity. Positivity. 